No, it's fine. I'm good. I'm being dramatic. Right. <laughs> well, that's good for this promotion. Mm -hmm. All right. We're recording. All right. We will start in three, two, one. North-South Connection. Welcome back to the temple and welcome back to Linking Up Luchas. I'm your host, Logan Croslin, and tonight we will continue to discuss the characters, drama, and matches that Lucha, Lucha Underground has to offer. Joining me tonight are the incomparable duo of Jennifer Smith and Jake Williams. How are you doing tonight, guys? Incomparable duo. I like it. Mm -hmm. I'm fantastic. <laughs> I'm oh my gosh, Ben a... Locke, you joined the... I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a Lucha Underground sound. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> done by me. I, I, thought that, I thought that was Ben uh, lightsabering. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but it's good to be here tonight with you guys. <laughs> um, tonight we'll be we will be discussing the episodes from December 10th and December 17th, 2014. Uh, but before we jump into tonight's episodes, I'll ask both of you, uh, what did y'all thought of the episodes we discussed last time? And I'll start with Jenny. What did you think of uh, episodes number five and six? So I thought that Conan was fantastic with uh, Dario in the their little drinking scene. Um, really, just. I cannot believe how much I enjoy Garden this fucking promotion. <laughs> it is unreal how good he is in this. Um, he wants the street fight, so they do that. Um, I really still am creeped out slash fascinated by Drago's tongue. And <laughs> I hope that stays around for a while. Um, I, thought, I think it will only get creepier, actually. Oh, good. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. Um, I... I love, uh, continue to love Mill and Katrina together. Um, I have a lot of notes actually for this because it was very fun to watch. <laughs> so I'm trying not to get too in the weeds with my thoughts on it. Um, Johnny Mundo is fucking crazy. He's fucking crazy. He jumped from wherever the fuck Egypt into the ring <laughs> on that one e episode. I thought he was going to break his fucking ankles. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know how he did that. It it just, it floored me. And then um, the visual of Puma being broken on the table to end that first episode was very good. Mm -hmm. um, I, I enjoyed it. It was good stuff. Um, Scott and Schiff complaining about their episodes that they get. But look, there's good stuff on there. Um, it's no ladder match, but it's pretty good. <laughs> and then um, I was introduced uh, to Pimpinella, so that was very interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the <laughs> match was pretty bad, but yeah, yeah. He, he is very interesting for sure. Uh, apparently, he's like the Miz, according to Matt Stryker. So, um, sure, where's right. that? Sure, exactly <laughs> what I thought when I saw him. <laughs> Just like the Miz. I was. He's like he's like Adrian Street and uh, Adrian Adonis and all these other. Uh, flamboyant characters oh and the mist too so the mist too. Mm. um we we met famous b who i was pretty impressed with um superfly who i thought looked really fun oh nope that was our episode no, uh, yeah, I, was was another, <laughs> I was thinking there was another debut uh, but maybe not no nah, not yet i think i think that was all the ones from that that last episode because the, the main event was phoenix and right and phoenix and so and i really uh I really liked the Drago and King Corno match uh, mm -hmm. with the mysterious lady showing up in the crowd. Mm -hmm. That was good. Um, 
the sick finish on that match too where king mm-hmm. won and then i actually really enjoyed um the tag main event mm-hmm. the combo moves with sexy and phoenix were mm-hmm. off the charts great like so fluid smooth i thought she held up and enjoyed the hell out of that main event so i thought it was a really good pair of episodes i got you jake what, what are your thoughts yeah, there were a little more, uh, I guess, like simmering things and kind of pushing things along. Didn't have as many big happenings um, as the other crew has complained uh, many times to us about that we were getting the better ones. But uh, it, it was still like they were not bad for sure. They were they were good and they kept things going. We got the frenemies kind of deal going on with Puma and, and Mundo. Um, they're really good at kind of pushing things along, and I like the pace at which they like introduce people. Because, like, I feel like every episode, not maybe every episode, but every one or two would get kind of teased of someone new, but they're not, like, overloading it where it's overwhelming. Like, I feel like the way they move things along in here, it's very, the pace is, is very well done. As we're going to see some some maybe bigger happenings on our set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. since I'm, I'm showing favoritism, of course, to you two. Um, right, of course. I, the, uh, as y'all are my favorite people, so, I mean, it only <laughs> makes sense. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, just, yeah, they're the last two episodes were a ton of fun. And, yeah, I think they do a good job of, you know, we'll, we'll see as we get into our episodes tonight. But um, that they do, they do a good job of, like, taking one character per episode and really deep diving, like, what they're all about and who they are and where they came from and that kind of stuff. So I do think that's a really good, um, really good uh, point that you made. Um, each episode has a title, and I have not been uh, talking about that yet, but I'll start uh, start mentioning them tonight. Uh, episode number seven is the first one we'll talk about, and it is called Top of the Ladder. Um, usually it'll have a little key mm-hmm. phrase of what mm-hmm. what is going to happen throughout the night, but I'll, I'll start mentioning those uh, as we go through our episodes. But to start episode seven, we kind of get a... Uh, recap of the whole Chavo and Sexy Star rivalry uh, highlights of what happened in last week's main event. Uh, we also get some stuff around tonight's $100,000 uh, ladder match that we have between Rick, Puma, and Mundo. Um, we then get our usual shots of LA, uh, all the bright lights and all that good stuff, welcomed in by Striker and Vamp. Uh, we actually have Danny Trejo uh, Machete in the crowd uh, as a special guest. Uh, pretty cool. Of, both of these episodes, so that's pretty cool. Not pretty to be cool. confused with Machete from TNA. Logan, exactly. Of course. <laughs> definitely, definitely not him. So <laughs> he may show up. Which at first day. I thought like it seemed like somebody who would show up here. Honestly, is Machete know, from yeah. TNA. <laughs> He may show up at some point. We never know. Um, he might be one of the masked guys uh, that comes along uh, and doesn't stay for very long, but we'll see. <laughs> um, but we start tonight with a match uh, between King Cuerno and Superfly that Jenny mentioned before. Uh, I didn't find much about Superfly. He just kind of popped around uh, Mexico for a lot of his career, AAA, CML, all that kind of stuff. So um, not a huge star or anything like that, but uh, I did. I did look him up to make sure that he wasn't somebody special uh, down the line. Okay, good. Like that, so. <laughs> he wasn't uh, someone special. He's a nobody. <laughs> He's just a super fly, you know. So I'm <laughs> right. pretty generic name. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we get a quick start to this one before uh, Cuerno kind of drills a clothesline and begins stomping uh, fly all over the mat. I thought that was a pretty uh, good thing there. Um, Drago, uh, kind of like Cuerno was a few weeks ago, uh, is kind of perched above. Uh, mm-hmm. In the rafters, kind of watching Cuerno's match. Uh, Striker actually calls him a gargoyle. I think that was <laughs> a good line. Um, <laughs> Fly gets a few small flurries, kind of culminating in a huge back swing moonsault to the outside. 
Um, and then Cuerno dominates most of the match and uh, actually hits the thrill of the hunt for the win. So uh, Cuerno obviously gets the uh, easy win here for the most part. I uh, took a little bit of offense, but not too much. But uh, Jake, what do you think of this opener? Yeah, you pretty much summed it up. It was, you know, besides that one big moonsault that Superfly hit, so you get his one big high spot in, it was kind of all Cuerno. He pretty much dominated this. A rare striker line that was good it was the uh, perched like a gargoyle, like you said. Uh, but yeah, it was, the match too was just kind of a backdrop to make Cuerno look good. And uh, it was all about Drago uh, perched up there with his uh, ridiculous tongue. Ridiculous in the best way, I should say. Big. Uh, so I kind of went two on it. It was just a pretty straightforward match, but I think it accomplished what it was supposed to, which is make Cuerno. Like, I thought he was okay, impressive. It, it's tough. It's hard for me to not compare in the mill. And so I feel like Mill does what he does just a little bit better, but he's not bad by any stretch. Like I thought he looked pretty impressive here with his power stuff, if not like world beating. So mm. I just gave it the old uh, gentleman's too. Did y'all have that little uh, toy when y'all were a kid that was like the little microwave that made like the little critters or anything? It was like Jello or whatever. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Um, critters. Yeah, made like you could make like spiders and you could eat them and stuff like called? that. I can't remember. I don't think so. Um, I'm going to figure it out before the end of this. It I was basically you. like, it was, it was almost like, like easy bake oven, but yeah, like but for boys, for quote unquote. Much. Yeah. For boys. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> Oh, you make like gummy spiders. Oh mm. fuck. I'm going to have to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was going to say Drago's tongue looks like something you would make in that little uh, microwave right. little thing. So <laughs> that was going to be my point there. Um, anyways, <laughs> we'll get back to the show. Um, we then get a Pentagon junior package. Uh, talks about how he thought he had it made uh, in the Mecca of Lucha Libre in Mexico, but realized that he needed to go east to Japan uh, to really make a name for himself and succeed. For centuries in Japan, uh, the poor weren't allowed to carry weaponry, so they learned to fight with just their hands. Uh, samurai, samurai started to fade uh, because they were following traditions, but a sect of them started embracing the dark arts, and they were willing to go further than the ones that had ever gone before. Pentagon carries the torch held by those warriors and has all has had all the best training in the world. He is Pentagon Jr. and he has zero fear. So a really awesome package. I thought it was really well done um, how they put it together and kind of showed all the uh, stuff of his past and where where he had gone and where he had been. So, um, Jenny, what do you think of this Pentagon package? Oh, I thought it was amazing. Um, the little cuts of him kind of training and a dojo kind of going on. Um, he's just a big bastard. Uh, so it's kind of weird because usually in those, like, if you see like a typical, like, kind of training setting, mm-hmm. People seem to be like, like samurais to me are small, like ninjas are small, right? Mm-hmm. And then this hulking monster is in the middle of this thing. So, and, and his, his mask, his whole get up looks so fucking cool. And it is an intimidating ass video. Um, I believe he has zero fear and I believe he kicks ass. So I thought it was super effective. Really awesome. Mm-hmm. Jake, what'd you think? Um, real quick, creepy crawlers, Logan. There you go. Yes, there you go. There you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, this was all done. Like most of these packages, I like the uh, dark art stuff. I like that it made him feel like world travel. Like it, I like that they give everybody something that makes him unique. Like his is that well, he wasn't just from Mexico. Like he's you know traveled to the east or whatever, and like not needing weapons was cool. 
And I thought the shots of him like in the dojo, like breaking people's bones, like when they yeah. zoomed in on him, like cracking the guy's arm or whatever was really awesome. So yeah, it made him look like a badass. Like he looked legit and I'm waiting to see how far they're going to push it with the dark art stuff. Like, is he going to start like, I don't know, like possessing people or something? I don't That'd know. Cool. I'm, I'm, inter- I'm interested to see like how far they take it here in Lucha Underground, like with mm-hmm. the theatrics, like, is it mm-hmm. going to get to that level? I guess we'll see. The only thing that's wrong with Pentagon is that he has aligned himself with Chavo first. So. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely true. So um, he's I, kind I, of I, at the bottom of the list of those kind of group of guys for me. Oh, 100%. I, I will just say, get used to him breaking things. I'll put it that way. Um, but uh, mentioning Chavo and his uh, alliance with him, uh, he will escort Chavo to the ring uh, for this next match, as will Sexy Star bring a Phoenix to the ring. So our next match is Chavo versus Phoenix. Uh, Chavo smartly, though very boringly, uh, slows <laughs> down the match to, uh, to the start. Uh, Phoenix quickly breaks out of a uh, side of the headlock and hits two awesome drop kicks. Uh, Phoenix then keeps doing things, uh, do, doing this weird stalling thing. I thought it was very weird. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like for a few seconds he kind of didn't know what he was doing. He kind of lost the track of uh, what ne- what the next spot was or whatever. Um, I, I thought uh, Chavo had a really cool reversal of the meteora that yeah. hit. he turned it into a one-legged yep. Boston crab thought that was really sick um half the crowd cheering for Chavo gave me cancer aids I <laughs> um Chavo continues working Phoenix's leg and uh crutches him with a clothesline I thought that was really awesome uh Chavo tries to be cool and do something outside of his skill set and botches it horribly uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Penta and Chavo then argue, allowing Phoenix to hit a corkscrew dive to the outside on both of them. Uh, Phoenix then throws him back in the ring and goes for a springboard, but Chavo catches him with a drop kick, uh, to which I think Vamp actually gets away with saying fuck on the air. And they ah, out, I thought so that too. I thought, I thought that was pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh, Chavo continues to work the leg in the corner, but Phoenix turns the tide temporarily, but Star stupidly distracts the ref, allows Penta to trip Phoenix up on the top uh, from the top rope, and then this leads to Chavo hitting the frog splash for the win. So Chavo gets the win there uh, with help from Penta and stupid help from uh, Sexy Star. So, uh, Jenny, what do you think of this uh, one-on-one match? Um, I, I like the spot where he rolls into the single-leg crab. Um, it's mm-hmm. pretty... That was I was impressed. Um, not not a big Chavo fan like half these idiots in this crowd, but um, <laughs> I've that corkscrew drive or drive dive off the top mm-hmm. uh, by Phoenix was fucking great. How does he spin so many times? Like it He's was a amazing. He is he him losing to Chavo like this. Ugh, it, it put a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, the, ma- <laughs> the match was good, but just the finish makes me like ah, and be very blah about it but it, it was a good match i went like two and a half gotcha uh jake what'd you think yeah my biggest take i like yeah the crowd split was surprising it made me wonder like the Why? way they tape, tape this like <laughs> uh maybe like the crowd that's in there like hasn't seen that because they're still like really early on the show we don't yeah. know how early they tape these like maybe this crowd is new and hasn't seen tra- chavo's like treachery yet so maybe they're <laughs> Maybe they're just like into it because like he's a big name. A I don't traditionalist know. Traditionalist but... Jake, what are you talking about? <laughs> right, of course. Um, but uh, it was cool to see uh, Phoenix in like a more grounded match. We've seen him in kind of more spot fetty, spot, <laughs> spot fetty, uh, spot fest. <laughs> it's my favorite type ish. of ish, <laughs> right? 
fun, more funfetti matches, but it was yeah. cool to see him like more grounded. It shows that he's like not just all. I mean, he hits his nice corkscrew, but a lot of this is him more like trading the holes of Chavo, like y'all said, yeah. the reversal sequence. So I thought that was good. I thought Chavo was fine. He had some good urgency. And as far as like uh, uh, interference spots, I thought they executed well. It kind of plays into the story like that Chavo's in Sexy Star's head. So yeah. she kind of makes a mistake. And then Penta is like the sly uh, master of the dark arts. Yeah. Like <laughs> Harry Potter reference, but uh, it's for shift. But yeah, so like it made it seem like he's kind of like, I don't know, dark and like kind of running the whole thing like he's playing these mind games and it works at advantage because then he costs phoenix the match so i ended up going three on it again it's, it's hard like i feel like phoenix is going to be one of these guys where he's going to have a pretty high floor like mm-hmm. even when he's in there with chavo it's still like it's kind of hard to fuck it up when he's in there mm-hmm. yeah yeah no definitely i thought i thought it was uh you know, like you said, it made Phoenix kind of work a different match, and I think that made uh, him look like he was definitely more well-rounded, kind of like you said. So um, definitely, definitely appreciated that match. I thought it was pretty good as well. Um, after the match, Sexy Star grabs the mic and says she's not done with him, uh, and neither is he, and she is referring to Blue Demon Jr., so we will yeah. uh, may- maybe see Blue Come Demon Come over that Jr. ass, Chavo. Mm-hmm. Blue Demon Jr. may be making a return here pretty soon. Um, but that, that that's pretty much all she says after the match. Um, we then get another package where we are introduced to a new character simply known as Cage. He says he is not like all the other luchadors. He's not a superhero and doesn't have special powers running through his blood. Uh, though he does have uh, copious amounts of steroids. Um, <laughs> he did not come from a famous wrestling family or some great heritage uh, that a lot of other superstars have. All he is is what you see. He says uh, he says losing isn't getting pinned. Losing is giving up. He's not strong. He's not just strong because he works out. He's not quick just because he runs fast. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he, we know it's not just working out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wins because he simply wants it more. He's not simply a man. He's a machine, and his name is Cage. Um, so, uh, Jake, what do you think of uh, Sexy Star's kind of little promo there in Cage's uh, introduction? Yeah, it was good. It kept things going. Let's just know that because I remember at first we were kind of like, are they just gonna pull out Blue Blue Demon because he's like a legend? Maybe just for that first episode. So it makes it seem like they're gonna continue this whole saga with uh, Chavo. But yeah, he was uh, he was hitting monster truck tires with. The, I don't know if that was this one or the one later, but that was no, it was both stuck with me. It yeah, him both. hitting the monster truck tire with a hammer for mm-hmm. whatever reason, but. <laughs> Um, I did like how, again, they make everybody unique. Like, so they're presenting him as like this anti luchador. Like, he's this big juice monster, and like, he doesn't have any kind of mythical things. Just like, I don't know, I'm just a big juiced up (laughs) roid freak. I'm just like, I'm not gonna, (laughs) right, exactly. So it makes him stand out. Like, it's memorable. It's not just this, you know, everybody's got their own thing, and this works for him. Yeah, absolutely. Jenny, what'd you think of Cage? Yeah, I. I was impressed. I mean, that guy is huge. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. Regardless of how that happened, um, so many hours in the gym had to be. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it. like Jake said, it's different and it's simple, right? Like, we don't have to know a whole nother dramatic and traumatic backstory mm-hmm. for this guy. Uh, he is simple and I don't know if this is reaching or makes any sense it probably doesn't i mean we talked about creepy crawlers i don't think we can get any more niche than that so no well (laughs) i don't 
just based on what else happens, I don't think this is the case. But my initial thought when I saw this is that is who Dario had in the cage because his name is Cage. But could make sense. I don't know because, like, probably not. We'll see. Um, That definitely a solid guess. Um, and we'll see if that actually pans out. But um, yeah, he's absolutely a hoss. Um, definitely not all from working out, but uh, he does work out a lot, so Um, I will give him that uh credit. But uh, that there's a little. I hope it's. I hope it's not him, just because having to listen to Striker if Cage was in the cage would just be like uh, <laughs> make us all quit with whatever stupid shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that. Sean would quit at that one. So, um, yeah, <laughs> maybe not. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, Dario and his uh, caged freak uh, that he has. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we don't want to give Striker that that, uh, that uh, amusement. So. Um, but we will move on to our main event from there, uh, already happening the hundred thousand dollar briefcase, uh, hung above, uh, the ring of uh, the ring in the temple. Um, it's going to be Prince Puma versus Johnny Mundo versus big Rick, uh, Puma and Mundo very quickly dispatch of Rick to the outside to kind of make it one-on-one at the very beginning. Uh, striker goes through the history of ladder matches, uh, how it kind of originated in stampede. Uh, really mentions all the famous WWE ones, so they're really not hiding from kind of mentioning WWE and some of their superstars, maybe uh, taking a couple of pot shots like Stryker did at Miz the previous week, but um, yeah, they're really not hiding from any of that. Um, Munda and Pumo, uh, Pumo, Puma go after <laughs> uh, with Mundo getting, <laughs> getting the best of him with a big knee. Uh, Rick then reemerges in the ring when Mundo goes to the outside, starts wearing him out with uh, the ladder and some big strikes. Uh, Puma then gets up and drop kicks the ladder into Rick's ribs. Uh, he then takes the ladder into the ring and starts to climb. Uh, Mundo pulls him down, uh, but Puma gets the better of a strike exchange and starts climbing again. Uh, they then meet again at the top of the ladder, and Rick comes in and pushes it over, taking both guys out as they hit the top rope and kind of flip over. Uh, Rick is then afraid to climb, uh, as they usually do with the uh, big man in the ladder match. I hate that trope, but it's something that they always do. Um, he he then waves the crew into the ring, so all all the guy or the two guys from the crew come in um, to help him out. That allows Puma and Mundo to recover uh, and take Rick out once more. Uh, they then dump, dump Cisco off the top of the ladder on top of Castro and Rick. Uh, brutal backdrop onto the ladder by Mundo and Puma. Uh, he then walks up the ladder onto the top rope and then jumps off onto Rick uh, and the crew, kind of uh, like uh, Shelton did in that Money in the Bank match uh, a few few years before this. Um, Mundo then drags Puma to the outside, pounding on him. Uh, he then goes and uh, beats up on the crew some more, uh, sets Cisco on the table on the outside. Puma and Mundo then battle while Mundo is on top of the ladder, uh, and Puma Puma is on the, on the top rope, which ends with Puma guillotining him on the, onto the top rope. I thought that was a pretty cool spot. Uh, Puma then tries to dive into Mundo, but ends up doing a front flip senton through the ladder onto Rick and the crew. Um Johnny then tries to push the ladder onto Puma, but somehow he lucks out and it falls completely around him. So like the real small triangle at the top actually somehow uh, lands right around Puma so he doesn't get hurt. Uh, Johnny then tries to dive into Puma, but Puma slides back into the ring uh, and starts to set up the ladder. But they end up doing kind of a tug of war uh, and Puma ends up winning, winning by pushing the ladder into Mundo in the corner. 
Uh, they then both climb and battle again at the top, uh, but Puma hits a cutter off of the top of the ladder. Really cool spot there. Um, Rick and the crew then emerge. Rick pounds on both of them while the crew sets up the ladder bridge. Uh, Mundo then uh, gets his face run into the ladder twice. I thought that was a pretty brutal spot. Uh, the table ends up in the ring. Uh, Mundo ends up throwing Cisco through the tables on the outside. Uh, Mundo and Rick then both have a ladder, and Mundo throws his at Rick and starts teeing off on him with it. Puma then is back in with a Meteora. Uh, Castro then comes in to wear, wear down Puma. After a battle on the top rope, Puma does a double knees to Castro through the table, so that table gets destroyed as well. Uh, he gets up and gets a ladder to the face from Mundo. Mundo starts up the ladder, but Rick stops him. Mundo then pushes the ladder into his face and does a crazy corkscrew dive over the top of it. Then Rick laying on the ladder, uh, Mundo hits the end of the world uh, with Puma also hitting the 630 immediately after, which was absolutely sick uh, to see. Uh, Puma then hits a trouble in paradise kick to Mundo. Um, instead of climbing, Puma really wants to finish off Mundo, which proves to be a bad decision because Rick reemerges seemingly takes him out by slamming him through a bridge ladder on the outside, which was absolutely sick. Uh, I thought that spot was awesome. Uh, Rick then puts two ladders side by side so they can distribute his massive build evenly. Uh, he almost gets to the top, but Mundo comes back, splits the ladders and kicks him in the balls, knocking him off. Mundo is seemingly free, but another random guy emerges, uh, another member of the crew seemingly, uh, knocks him down uh, and helps Rick back up. The crew then start climbing once again while Rick starts to ward off Johnny. Johnny takes him out and then pushes the ladder over with the crew on it and actually gets the briefcase to win the match. So Johnny Mundo gets the money that he deserved from the very beginning. Jake, take over because I just talked a lot. So, um, <laughs> Real quick on the money. I, so since we started the podcast, I've kind of read about Lucha Underground and like the emphasis on money is kind of ironic because mm -hmm. apparently in real life, like they were kind of notorious for not paying anyone very well. Really? So it's kind of yeah, yeah. So it's kind of funny they do all these like, hundred thousand dollars where like I think <laughs> they even got sued like once they went off the air because like mm -hmm. guys were like mad that they didn't get paid enough. But so it's just yeah. kind of funny. But yeah, money was uh, it does problem for them. So that is a very funny, funny thing that that's where they kind of started off with for sure. <laughs> but it works in the universe, like in the kayfabe mm -hmm. world. I think it mm -hmm. works pretty well. Like yeah. I buy into it. But yeah, um, I thought it was a striker. <laughs> This was not a good striker performance in this match. Like, <laughs> I, I find like his um constantly giving us like basic wrestling history is real grating. Yeah, like he, you know, like we're watching Lucha Underground on L Rate Network. Like, I, I'm guessing most people watching this have probably seen a little bit of wrestling. And like, he gives yeah. you like the most basic stuff. Like, he feels like he's trying to flex his little history muscle a lot sometimes, and it's. He also said uh, you can get tetanus from the ladder, which oh, was kind of stupid. Um, but anyway, uh, the, I thought the the Mundo Puma sequences are really cool. Like the uh, like like with the dodging of the ladder and stuff, those were real good. I'm with you, Logan. I thought the Rick stuff was kind of goofy. Like they're like making it seem like he weighs 800 pounds, like he's gonna crack through the ladder, and then also like. I think the ladder's like three feet tall in him and he climbs up like three steps and he's acting like he's <laughs> 70 feet in the air, like scared shitless. Well, it looks absurd. 
I would say, and not to get like racial about it or anything, but they always do this with the black wrestlers too. Like they're afraid of heights and all that kind of stuff. And it, like, especially if they're a big guy like this, like, oh, I can't climb or it's going to break under me. So it's like, it, it's so weird and so mm-hmm. stupid. Um, right. And they were hitting it from all angles here. Like he's too yeah. big. He's scared of heights, like every single thing. And, yeah. and like, I kind of like the goons coming out because it gets you the good spots. But then I felt like it made the match a little bit like, like I think the thing with this match is like the spots were great. Like the yeah. the gorilla press was awesome. The cutter was awesome. Like there's a lot of cool spots in here. But I feel like to make a really really great ladder match, you kind of have to bridge like all the cool spots and then building up the drama of who's going to win. And I feel like it only did half of that. And I don't know if it's because it had all the other guys involved or because mm-hmm. Big Rick kind of didn't fucking do anything until about like the last three minutes of the match. He was just kind of, you know what I mean. So like I felt I like this whole match was like. I was like, what was the next spot? But I didn't feel any like drama as to who was going to win. Like, I felt like the finish came off kind of flat. I was like, okay, well, he won. And then you got Stryker really doing a bad job of selling that it's a fan coming in. Like, the guy was a fan. Like, are we shooting this? It's like, all right, come on, man. Um, So I ended up going like three and a quarter because to me, it was sort of in the middle. Like, the spots were awesome, but then I never really felt much drama as to like, like, I didn't feel myself biting at the end, like, okay, who's going to win? I wasn't like on the edge of my seat. I was just like, okay, cool spot, cool spot, and then Mundo wins. So that was kind of my take on it. Yeah, the cruise, the cruise inclusion definitely makes it a little clunky for sure. I definitely get where you're coming from. But uh, Jenny, what'd you think of it? Yeah, the crew is annoying here um, (laughs) because for me, part of the fun of ladder matches is watching the wrestlers try to maneuver the ladders about. And they were kind of like extras where they would set Mm -hmm. up all the spots and kind of get involved in them a little bit. But they were just kind of like background players with the ladders. And I'm like, no, the wrestlers need to fuck with the ladders. Like the three guys that are supposed to be in this y'all ain't even in this fucking match so that was annoying to me mm-hmm. um that being said i did like a lot of the ladder work um mm-hmm. i thought that mundo used it pretty well um him and puma together are pretty interesting um as much as mundo is kind of meh for me yeah uh more like mando but <laughs> <laughs> But I did like when, um, so the ladders on the floor, the big tall ladders on the floor, right beside the ring, there's also tables set up there. He had dude on the tables, Mundo did, climbs the ladder, and then Ricochet, I mean, Puma comes up to the, <laughs> the ropes, stands on the top ropes, and then they battle right there while mm-hmm. Mundo's on the ladder and Puma's on the ropes. I've not seen that spot really and the fact yeah, that, that he cool. could just stand up there on that top rope because it was a it was a minute that they were up there yeah. kind of battling and then i kept waiting for him to go through the table and he didn't and they kept teasing that table and then they finally did the table spot so there's some drama there and they built up several of those spots i thought mm-hmm. um the guy in the mask i'm just kind of over that gimmick like in general so yeah. i'm like fuck you everybody wears a mask here motherfucker so <laughs> i don't care who you are really um just fucking say who you are um <laughs> the finish oh oh the fucking when puma went through the ladder and broke it i lost mm-hmm. my mind yep. that shit was awesome i'm like how does this man wrestle today i don't I don't understand it. Mm. So I, I kind of did three and a half on this one because 
I, I kind of knew Mundo was going to win because um, yeah. that closes out his little money angle, which I like uh, a, a purse in a match a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that elevated it a bit for me too, regardless of whether they can actually play the wrestlers or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fairly obvious that Rick wasn't going to win because he had oh, the no. money in the first place. So Puma or Mundo was going to win, and Mundo seemed to like it. It fit his story that he had been mm-hmm. telling so far. So, um, and he has the key that Dario uh, desperately wants Correct. back, obviously. And speaking of that, we'll get into the final little segment of the show. Um, or this episode, I mean, uh, Dario comes out of his office, says he hopes uh, that him and Mundo can put their differences aside and have a lucrative relationship. He wants Johnny's insurance policy back, which is the key to the cage that uh, Cueto has. Uh, Johnny then decides to give him the key back, but before he hands it to him, he absolutely decks him with a right hand <laughs> uh, and then lays the key on his laid out body. So um, that will close out episode seven. So, uh, Jenny, I'll toss it right back to you. What do you think okay. of that segment? And what did you think of the episode as a whole? I think that it elevates the wrestlers a bit to work with an actor, uh, mm-hmm. like a real actor. I think it with with their acting parts, I think it helps them. Uh, like with mm-hmm. Mundo, I could tell like being in there with Dario is different than being in there with another wrestler. I, I think it just helps to have that. I, I could be wrong, but, and then when he decks, cause I wondered, I'm like, I wonder if Dario takes any bumps. Like the wrestlers need the actor. I wonder if the actor wants to do any wrestling. <laughs> He's like, gets knocked the fuck out. Uh, that looked pretty fun. And he hit the floor too. So, mm-hmm. uh, he sold it. Well, I, it's a fun way to end the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. what did you think of the whole episode as a whole? <laughs> Jenny. The whole thing? Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> um, it was a good episode. We got introduced to Superfly. Um, we had the really awesome video um, for Pentagon and the one for Cage. Cool stuff. Um, good matches. Awesome spots. Fun ladder match. Like, if I'm rating it, I'm probably giving it like six and a half. I got you. Um, Jake, what do you think? I'm exactly at six and a half, too. Uh, nice. I thought the ending was pretty good besides Mundo being awkward. I feel like I agree with Jenny, <laughs> except for Mundo. Like, I feel like everybody yeah. else, like, Conan's been really good. Like, he Mundo needs to go to Conan School of Acting. Because, <laughs> um, like, he's so awkward. I feel like they're trying to sell him as this, like, cool action star guy, and he just yeah. comes off like such a dork. Uh, but I like Dargo taking the shot. I like the whole trope of the key. I think it's kind of fun. So I, I didn't mind all that. The, the episode was good. I mean, everything kind of accomplished was supposed to. We got the fun main event, the uh, IOU in the bank match. A lot of fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, six and a half out of ten, it kind of leads us into like continuing to elevate Mundo. I feel like he's probably being presented as the biggest star so far. Um, they're kind of playing Puma sort of like up there, but like he's kind of an underdog sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, overall effective, um, fun episode and quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only, only three matches. Uh, the main event was kind of long, as you heard in my uh, description of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, super fun episode. I'd probably go six and a half as well. Um, good matches. Uh, nothing blew your socks off. The ladder match had really cool spots, kind of like uh, we all said uh, throughout that whole thing. Um, but it could have been better. could have been a little bit tighter without the crew uh, coming out there. Um, and I forgot to mention this, but the uh, 
new member of the crew that interfered in that match. His name is Bale, uh, and he will be in one of our matches in our next episode. So okay. um, we will talk about that. Um, but yeah, just just fun episode. Um, and we will move on to episode number eight, and that is going to be called A Unique Opportunity. So again, it has kind of something to do with uh, the matches that we will have tonight. Um, but we open that episode with highlights of the whole Mundo versus Dario rivalry, kind of all the stuff that's happened, as well as highlights of last week's ladder match. Um, we got our regular shots of L.A. as always, and then our welcomed into the temple with a ring full of luchadors. So we kind of don't know what's going on, but uh, there's quite a few guys already in the ring. Um, Dario is out, uh, kind of introduces himself, um, says 10 luchadors are in the ring uh, for a truly epic event, says they'll all be in a match right now. Uh, says there will be another 10-man match later in the show, and the winners will both get rewarded. No money is a prize in this one, but they will uh, be presented with a unique opportunity. Uh, I, uh, I love that he had the glasses on. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Kind of play <laughs> yeah, off that he had the black eye. It was, yeah. it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, really solid uh, <laughs> acting there with the uh, great glasses without the uh, shiner that he probably had behind him. So um, really good stuff there. But we open with a 10-man scramble. Um, your 10 guys will be Phoenix, Pentagon Jr., King Cuerno, Drago, Big Rick, Superfly, Prince Puma, Son of Havoc, El Mariachi Loco, uh, Masquerita Sagrada. Uh, uh, those are the 10 men right there. Um, to start the match, they all jump Rick, uh, but he pushes all nine men off, just chucks them all over the ring. Uh, Sagrada and then uh, takes Rick down with some uh, with a hammer lock and some kicks. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, I will say I really enjoyed Rick uh, hurling him across the ring after that. I thought that was awesome. Uh, again, he uh, just grabbed him by the neck. And just, Whoa. Uh, yeah, he just absolutely chucks him. I love it. Uh, but uh, again, everyone tries to kind of go after Rick, but this time, this time they're kind of successful. Get him out of the ring. Um, crazy corkscrew dive by Drago. Um, sick chops from uh, Penta on Sagrada. Uh, we do. A, we have a crazy tilt a world dive by uh, Sagrada. Nasty lung blower by Penta. Sagrada uh, does a Chihuahua flip, uh, according to uh, Vampiro. He says that. Um, uh, Superfly hits a pretty sick moonsault at one point. Uh, Havoc seems to be going for something crazy, but he tells all the fans to shove it up their ass, uh, basically, before performing it. He seems to be going for a dive, and then he kind of says, up yours to all the fans. Uh, Puma then uh, shows off his ridiculous uh, agility with his back handspring Hurricane Rana that he's pulled out quite a few times, uh, and then followed that with another crazy dive. Uh, Sick double clothesline by Rick. His clotheslines are absolutely amazing. I love them. Um, Rick, uh, absolutely wrecks everyone, which is a fun spot in the match. Just takes out literally everybody <laughs> throughout, uh, the next few minutes. Um, awesome strike exchange from Phoenix, from Phoenix and Penta. Uh, they do a pretty sick tower of doom spot. I thought that was really great. Um, shooting star press by Havoc. Thought that was cool. Uh, Drago does the crazy roll up move. I, I, I really like that move that he's been yes. doing and he makes it look so effortless. It's so cool. Um, Querno comes in and hits the thrill of the hunt on Drago. Um, Penta then hits a gross uh, package pile driver on uh, Mariachi Loco. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, Sunset Bomb by Sagrada was pretty awesome. Uh, Puma tosses Sagrada into the sky and on the way back down, 
absolutely punts him in the stomach. I thought that was a really sick spot <laughs> as well. Um, Rick once again tries to take out everyone, uh, but they all team up on him again and take him out for, I believe, one final time. I don't think he reemerges after that. Uh, Cuerno hits a ridiculous suicide dive on Drago, kind of takes both of them out for the rest of the match. Uh, Fly and Loco do dual topes. I thought that was really cool. Uh, Penta then dives out onto every one of them outside of the ring. Uh, we get a crazy back handspring flip from Havoc. I thought that was really cool. Um, Sagrada comes out with another uh, mini marshmallow Rana, according to uh, <laughs> Matt Spriker. Uh He pulls that one out. Another strike exchange between Phoenix and Puma. Uh, Puma gets the best and then hits the 630 on Rick. So it's always awesome to see the 630. Uh, he then gets up holding his ribs, allowing Phoenix to spike him with a tornado DDT. And then Phoenix Ooh. wins the match with a sit-out tombstone pile driver, which I also thought was Jesus. super sick. So uh, just an awesome uh, 10-man scramble, tons of action, a lot of really good stuff. But, uh, Jenny, what did you think of it? God damn, pal. I was not prepared <laughs> for this fucking match. Uh, it, was, it was Lucha GCW because yep. GCW loves to do these scrambles to open – um and everybody was absolutely balling out uh i'm so happy you you called out those clotheslines because one of my notes was goddamn uh big rick does not do many things well that i've seen so far but those clotheslines <laughs> are brutal as fuck uh yeah. same with the dragon's tail move that shit looks awesome like you named everything like they just all were just doing the most and it's mm -hmm. 10 men and they're flying all over the place um but there's this weird poetry like a ballet to it like there's hardly ever mm -hmm. any like where do we go what's happening who's doing what like everybody is just like flowing and like freestyling on each other it's just it it blew me away like i i don't know if this is like a typical or if this like do I go to expect more of these scrambles or is this special? I don't know. I don't know if they do more of this. I would love to see more of this. It's absolutely <laughs> bonkers. And I did four stars on this fucker. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, they, I won't say they do a ton of scrambles, but the trios matches uh, get pretty uh, sick and are, are okay, a lot good. of kind of this kind of stuff. So um, you will see quite a bit of uh, these kind of all out uh, kind of matches like this. So definitely expect more of that in the future. Um, but Jake, what do you think? Yeah, it's like you're kind of hesitant going in because you see this so much on like wrestling shows where it's like, all right, we're going to get a battle royal. Yeah. It's like it's going to be lame. And then it's not because they kind of they don't do the normal battle royal thing because it's not over the top. And so to me, it was like just a complete like unapologetic spot fest in the best yes. possible way and yes. like jenny said they chained everything the well together super well so it all flowed together if you think to like the other version of a battle royal where you just have guys kind of you know just all napping in the corner like doing mm -hmm. pretty mm -hmm. basic strikes and stuff i mean this is much better than that so um and like they were able to kind of spotlight stuff like the uh like they had the they played up the puma having the rib tape on because he's still hurt mm -hmm. from the ladder match and they mm -hmm. kind of I really like what they do with him and Conan where it's like, it's not over the top where like Conan's like this full heel where he's like this evil manager. That's like cruel, mm -hmm. but they are kind of toe in the line where it's like, is this like tough love from Conan? He's just wants the best from him 
or is he like taking advantage of him by putting him in these mm. spots, like forcing the wrestle injured? And we'll see this like yeah. in a minute in this upcoming promo. But I thought that was cool. But yeah, I mean, you named all the spots. I thought Son of Havoc kind of impressed yep. me. We haven't seen a ton from him. He's kind of been his whole trope is that he gets beat by, you know, you know, the women and Masquerita mm-hmm. Sagrada and mm-hmm. all. And he hit like a sh- beautiful shooting star that I was not expecting from it him. Was so, yep. yeah. So that was awesome. And, uh, yeah, so I went three and a half, but pretty much similar thoughts to Jenny. Like, I was pleasantly surprised with this to, you know, when so many times this would have been, you know, a boring battle royal that I would have mentally checked out of. It kept my attention the whole time and was awesome. And the right guy won. Yeah, and uh, don't worry, the battle royal is coming. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, Another I never- <laughs> super interesting matchup that I liked within this was Big Rick and little... Uh, the little guy. Um, yes. Masquerita. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That was really fun. Like, mm-hmm. unexpectedly yeah, him, awesome. Yeah, yeah, him's totally selling the uh, uh, hammerlock was uh, amazing. Yes. And then obviously, <laughs> like I said, Rick just actually chucking him from one uh, yes. side of the ring to the other was awesome as well. So, um, yeah, really fun stuff. Like I said, no breaks, really just constant action. Um, even at the point when Rick kind of took over, he, he was constantly taking somebody out in a mm-hmm. big move. So, um, yeah, it's really good stuff. Uh, really hot way to start the show. And um, I think it was good to kind of show both sides kind of a scramble, kind of have a scramble match. But mm-hmm obviously have the battle royal that we have eventually kind of shows both sides and a, a lot of mm-hmm. ways that you can work these kind of matches. So mm-hmm. um, kind of gives you a preview of maybe what's to come in a, a future episode. So, um, but uh, we get another uh, cage hype pro- promo after this. Uh, he says, putting limits on yourself is admitting defeat and to admit that on- the only obstacle is in the, in the way is yourself. So yourself is the only obstacle that you face. Um, he pushed himself uh, to the very point of evolution He's proof that anything is possible. Once again, he is not a man, but a machine. He is Cage. Um, like Jake mentioned, we get Conan in the back, then show, uh, shown yelling at Puma uh, about pissing away the unique opportunity that was part of that match. Uh, says the match was his for the taking and kind of smacks him on the back, which kind of makes Puma react aggressively, kind of looks at him a little more intensely than he usually does. Uh and then says eventually the opportunities uh, like this will stop coming, and then so will Conan. Conan will eventually uh, stop uh, having. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, eventually, uh, eventually Conan will uh, stop being his mentor because uh, he'll be so disappointed in him. Uh, is what I meant. Um, but uh, Jake, what'd you think of those uh, uh, the cage package and the Conan? Uh, the, uh, the the cage thing looked like a uh, a supplement commercial. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a, or a tap out commercial. Your local GNC. Right, yeah, like <laughs> legit, like him rolling a tire and shit. But mm-hmm. um nothing much new from what we saw in the first one. But yeah, the Conan thing, like he's not but again, I like it because to me, they're not completely telegraph, at least to me, where they're going with it. Like mm-hmm. I could see it going where he kind of turns on Conan, or they could go the way like Conan's tough on him, but eventually leads him to the top. Like mm-hmm. each outcome seems like in the realm right now which is cool but it's not predictable yeah exactly uh jenny what do you think of those two things yeah the cage video just very similar to the first one so yep. not much new there still hype for that though um boy conan was so fucking pissed i thought he was gonna hit in his face <laughs> whack him with his cane or something peel his potato uh, yeah uh, <laughs> 
Um, that was really good. Eight. It was really good. Like, <laughs> does Puma ever eventually speak? Did we talk about that? Yeah, I think we did last time. I think he okay. eventually does speak. He does not speak very much, but I, I, I think they don't really want to give away the illusion of who he actually is. So. I kind of really like it. Um, yeah, 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 but I do think he eventually speaks at some point. Okay. They do like I a dub voice, like uh, Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> he has a real high pitched voice. Like this. <laughs> kind of hide who he. I'm just kidding. Uh, but were you done with uh, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, the yeah. only other thought I had during this was like, it would have been fun if we would have carried on the gimmick where I didn't know who he was, and then like I would yeah. just try to guess every episode. But then I'm me, so I would have looked it up immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have done that. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, I did. it just occurred to me today. <laughs> no, I got you. <laughs> um, but we will move on from there. Uh, like I said earlier, now we have a 10-man Boyle Heights Battle Royal. Um, your 10 guys in this will be Mil Muertes, Johnny Mundo, Sexy Star, Pimpinella Escarlata, Cortez Castro, Mr. Cisco, uh, Bale, the new member of the crew, is in this match. Famous B, Ricky Mandel, and Chavo Guerrero Jr. So that'll be our participants in this battle royal. But uh, to start off, of course, Sexy Star attacks Chavo uh, before he gets in the ring, and they kind of battle outside before the match even starts. Um, we then get another shot in the crowd of our mysterious Asian lady that uh, Vamp actually absolutely slobbers all over again. Uh, he talks about how hot she is and how uh, ravishing she is and all that kind of stuff. So uh, Famous B is the first one that gets eliminated uh, by Pimpinella, which makes him dance. Uh, Famous B, or not Famous B, Pimpinella then punks out the crew with a cool double springboard arm drag. I thought that was a really cool spot. Uh, Mandel uh, is then thrown out by a big group of people. Uh, Pimpinella is speared and then thrown out by Muertes. I thought the spear was really sick. Uh, Sexy and Chavo then have another exchange, which ends with Chavo once again getting the uh, advantage over Sexy Star and eliminating her. Uh, The crew then triple team Mundo. Uh, Mundo shows his athleticism in the ropes, staying in the match. Um, He then eliminates Castro. Chavo eliminates Cisco. And uh, Muertes eliminates Bale, so the entire crew is all eliminated. Uh, Chavo and Mundo then team together to kind of take Muertes down, uh, and then they fight each other. Really cool sunset flip, uh, German suplex combo uh, by Chavo and Mundo. Uh, Springboard kick by Mundo takes Chavo out, so Chavo's out of the match. It's down to Muertes and Mundo. Uh, They then have a strike exchange, ending with Muertes delivering a spear. Uh, They battle on the apron and in the ring. Uh, It continues uh, until Mundo goes for the end of the world, uh, but Emil actually gets his knees up, leading to him scoring with a clothesline that eliminates Mundo, so Mil Muertes uh, wins the Battle Royal. Uh, So, Jenny, what did you think of the Battle Royal? Okay, it's sort of a um, step down from what we saw in the first match. Yeah. Um, I think you just have uh, a different mix of guys um, that just mm-hmm. kind of, it's just sort of a different match. Um, yeah. Having them back to back was just weird. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. it was kind of strange. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it just puts this, it's just hard to follow. I feel like something like that. But, mm-hmm. and this has the traditional battle royal rules. So it kind of goes, man, okay. Um, but I did like it. Um, very, I like the ending. Um, I really liked, Mill winning because he's pretty much one of my main guys on this show so far. I really love Sexy Star in this match. Uh, she she goes toe to toe with everybody, gets thrown around. Um, 
gets her shit in. I liked Pimpinella in this. Um, you just, it's just, it's hard to watch, like, after the high of all the, mm-hmm. yeah. of the badassery of the first match. Um, I'm still at, ooh, what did I do? Three on it. I got you. Okay, yeah, it's definitely a step down from the previous match. You just don't have the ability to do the crazy dives and just as much of the action that you could do in that first match. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was definitely supposed to be centered around the two guys that it came down to, obviously. Exactly. Yes. But they had, you know, and then they have to do it back to back because of how uh, what it leads to, obviously, that we'll talk right. about in a minute. But um, yeah, definitely weird to have them back to back like that. I definitely agree with you on that. But um, Jake, what do you think of that battle royal? Yeah, I'm right there with Jenny. I went three. I think for like more of a standard battle royal, I still think it was good and probably above average because mm-hmm. they yeah. did have some cool sequence in here. I'm I'm happy how many times you had to say Pimpinella while you were yeah. recapping that. And, uh, <laughs> brought me a lot of joy. Um, I can do Pimpinella. The last name is the one I struggle with. So yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, they kind of play up. I, I was a little bummed. I thought Sexy Star got eliminated pretty quickly. Too early. I yeah, I would say yeah. that. Uh, I thought she could have been showcased a little more. They kind of play a Mundo escaping. Um, yeah. I thought Mill was pretty good throughout this. I think this could have been elevated if, like you said, I think the last two guys are right. And I'm with Jenny. I like the winner. I thought Mill was a perfect choice. I'm glad it was not like, I feel like if Mundo wins Chavo. this. <laughs> Mundo or Chavo, anyone ends with O wins this. Yeah. We would have been like, <laughs> like I feel like Mundo wins this. You start to get kind of like, all right, like, yeah. and uh, Mill's awesome, and it makes sense he would win a battle royal because he's like yeah. a hoss. So, uh, mm-hmm. but I think, um, I think the closing between those two is pretty good, but I thought it could have been a little bit better. There were some Absolutely. cool spots, like I like the tease with the uh, like where Mill's choking him on the apron and he's trying to hang on, like. That was pretty good, but like they never really hooked me. Waiting, they didn't use that hundred thousand and like calling Pat Patterson because I feel like some of these finishes are a little flat. Like, like when he finally, <laughs> like you have this giant guy, you have Mill who's like this powerhouse, and Mundo who's this parkour guy, and then he just gets like eliminated on a basic ass clothesline. Like, I yeah. feel like they could have done some much cooler spot where Mundo like takes some crazy bump or something, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I'm nitpicking, it wasn't bad, I just felt like you know those two guys are talented and it's a good like contrast i feel like the closing sequence between those two could have really elevated the match but it was still good and I, i'm with you i like the uh like the choice so not the not didn't reach the heights of the first one but i think as far as a standard battle royal it was still pretty good yeah my last note on that uh went through quite the evolution because I kept like typing thinking it was going to be the end and I uh-huh. kept typing thinking it was going to be the end so eventually I was just like they do a bunch of stuff on the on the apron <laughs> and back in the ring and then eventually leads to this right. so uh I get I got tired of deleting and retyping and deleting and <laughs> I um, did like Mundo his sort of arc through the match was almost being eliminated right um, yeah. like mm-hmm. that sort of trope um but he had pretty inventive spots where um he almost got eliminated but then didn't save himself absolutely um we and- should we should also mention that sorry the uh the mundo kid in the crowd that was so upset uh, <laughs> he was so yes, he was he's like crying <laughs> very very sad mundo kid 
Um, but going back to Sexy Star and Chavo, you know, like I, they obviously don't want to beat Chavo too much or beat him like yet with her. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is a perfect opportunity for her to get one over on him because she mm -hmm. doesn't have to pin him. She can just eliminate him from this battle royal. And I think she could have taken a lot from, uh, you know, kind of surviving and lasting a little longer uh, in this match than really he really did. Because, you know, he's already an established star. He's been around, been in WWE, he's been in WCW, he's done... Uh, all that he's done to this point. So I think she could have uh, really uh, taken a little bit more from this, uh, surviving a little longer and eliminating him, uh, kind of getting one over on him where she doesn't have to pin him. Right. Because um, obviously I think they're going to kind of lead to that in the future um, where she will eventually kind of get over on him. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just like, a, again, a little nitpick thing. But yeah, the Battle Royal was fine. Obviously couldn't have ever reached the heights of the previous match, but still pretty good. Um so we have our two winners. We had Phoenix win earlier. We had Mill just win the Battle Royal. So Dario is out, and he actually has a belt in his hand. It says it's the Lucha Underground Championship. Uh, says he has come up with the most brutal and grueling match concept ever. It honors the warriors of the past, and he calls it Aztec Warfare. So Aztec Warfare is... Warfare. Oh, yeah, he calls it Aztec Warfare. So... Um, <laughs> But it will happen in three weeks because uh, when this uh, aired, it was right before Christmas Eve. So they actually take off until the new year. So our next episode won't happen until 2015, uh, January 7th. So they take a few weeks off for the holidays. Then, you know, they obviously don't think too many people are going to watch uh, during the holidays. So they don't want to mm -hmm. put their big, big match. Uh, they kind of want to open the new year with their uh, big innovative match that they have coming here. But um, says in three weeks it'll happen uh, and the winner will be the first champion. Uh, he then tells Phoenix and Muertes that they have yet another match, one more match tonight, and it will determine who enters the match last, uh, who the winner obviously will enter last, and the person who loses will actually enter first. So big stakes Ooh. here. Um, you know, if you win, you get to the enter last, but if you lose, you uh, uh, enter the match first. Um, I don't want to dive into it too much, but Aztec Warfare is kind of Royal Rumble style, but it's actually kind of like a gauntlet match at the same time. So kind of a little bit what we saw mm. earlier, uh, kind of mixed with what we saw in the uh, in the Battle Royal as well. So, um, But we end the show with uh, Muertes versus Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix smartly evades the attacks of Mill with his speed. Mill eventually catches him and wears him out. Uh, Phoenix gets back on top, uh, hits his crazy uh, trampoline-like uh, springboard twisting arm drag that he always does. I thought that was awesome. Um, Mill catches uh, Phoenix on a charge with a big boot, a uh, huge missile drop kick, and then a crazy spinning dive by uh, Phoenix, as always, to the outside. Uh, Mill then catches Phoenix with a spear, and Katrina actually gets a lick in uh, during the match. She didn't wait till after the match this time. Uh, follows it with a uh, DDT and a running power slam. Um, Phoenix then gets another small package, or not not small package, another small surge, but Mill, Mill catches him again uh, with a power bomb. Phoenix then uses a reversal to nail a handspring cutter. Phoenix then goes for a springboard, but uh, gets nailed with a huge forearm and then the flatliner and Mill wins and will be entering uh, Aztec Warfare at number 20. And, of course, we get the uh, post-match lick of death, as always. So, uh, Jenny, what did you think of the announcement of Aztec Warfare and our little match to kind of determine who's going to book in the match? Um, I think that it's funny because I, I was like, 
just on this episode, I was like, I wonder when we get a chant for this promotion. And then <laughs> here comes Dario with this ugly as fuck. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Thank you. Thank you. It is terrible. Oh, my God. So my, uh, before you go any further, my guess is they don't have the real championship ready yet, and they just oh, kind of okay. had to throw something. The ball together. on a target. <laughs> because this does not last long. I will. I will okay, good. So. <laughs> I was going to quit the podcast um, because that thing is ugly as fuck, and I ain't going to watch what nobody it? battle for that shit. What did it he say it was like made of? What What did he say it was made Aztec out of? Like gold the, uh, from all yeah, the, like uh, yeah, <laughs> like not yeah, a like fucking chance. Pieces of all the different tribes or something. Tribes, like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, no way. Yeah, but besides that, this was great. I love Phoenix. Like, god damn, he's so fucking fun to watch. Um, I love Mill too. Like, these are my guys right here. So, these are the guys that should be fighting for belt eventually um i don't think it's super fair that the loser has to go in first on the aztec warfare because yeah. <laughs> like look he just won this huge 10-man thing so like isn't that good enough like <laughs> why should he be first so anyway um i guess to make him work harder um but i really like this and mill knocked Phoenix the fuck out at the ending. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love after he knocks him out, he picks him up by the throat with he just yep. kind of like from the mat just picks him up. Like that is super dominant and badass and a little mm -hmm. bit sexy for me. So and of course the lick of death and then they're making out. Uh mm -hmm. that also works for me. So I'm at three and a half on this. Gotcha. Yeah, the the the, the lick followed with the making out is uh pretty pretty, pretty awesome. hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jake, what do you think? Sexy three stars from you on this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought the um the you know they didn't get a ton of time because of the, the show, but yeah, these two guys are great, and I think the storytelling and I like the way it tied into pretty much this whole show with the two battle royals and then kind of ending with these two, and it um. You know, I think maybe in a way it was unexpected, like because Phoenix has been presented as such a star, but it made total sense. Like mm -hmm. they kept, like he kept going for his fantastic moves, and like Mel just wasn't having any of that shit. Like every time he's going for a hope spot, it's just not enough. Like one of my favorites is he goes to do Phoenix goes for the springboard, and uh, Mel just lays him out with the forearm, yeah. just crushes him. Yeah. Was, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. yeah, so that whole dynamic of this match was so fun to watch, and just I. And I think it works out. Like I believe Mill wins. They kind of play up that Phoenix is spent, I guess, because he mm. has this more athletic style from earlier. Mm. And I guess maybe that was the more grueling match or something. And it worked for me. And I think it's not bad booking because I think it's a better spot, even though logically it probably doesn't make any sense. But like his character and the way he's presented, it kind of makes sense that he would be like more of an underdog going in and that he's going to have to like run the table or whatever. So I think that kind of fits his whole style. Um, mm -hmm. so it worked there and then Mill being, you know, just this dominant hoss and like somebody's really gonna have to do work to beat this guy. It's you know, I thought it was all put together well and a good way to cap off the uh the whole show. I like the way this all came together. Like uh mm -hmm. like I don't know if I'd call it a concept episode, but it was all kind of tied mm -hmm. in, like it all flowed really well together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you hyped for Aztec Warfer? <laughs> Always, yes, yes. So to see who can get the uh, the Kmart belt. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Yeah, I, I don't know what the deal is, but they definitely have a different belt pretty quickly. I mean, it won't be as quickly as I'm probably making it sound, but it's 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 sooner rather than later. So uh, we don't have to deal with the uh, Walmart belt too long. So, um, <laughs> But kind of like Jake was talking about, we go to uh, Dario. He's in the cell again. He, op- he used the key to open it. Uh, he's talking to his monster, uh, whoever it is, once again. He is super proud of the championship. Says the gold has elements of all seven Aztec tribes within it. Uh, says he can't let the monster touch it, as he know he like he knows he likes to destroy pretty things. And we close the show with Dario just staring at the belt uh, like it's his newborn child. So uh, just uh, lovingly looking at it uh, like it's the greatest thing ever. So uh, at least he loves it. Um, but uh, Jake, I'll go back to you. What do you think of this closing scene? And uh, what do you think of the episode as a whole? Yeah, he was great. I like to, I, I like to reveal too, like he takes the sunglasses off and then reveals that he does have the black eye. So like, I like that he seems to be like more and more unhinged as we go on. Like now he's all fucked up and got his black eye and he's talking to his monster and <laughs> talking about his belt. Like he's just like this maniac. Um, so yeah, um, he's fantastic. But yeah, like I said, I thought this is a great episode because it just all flowed together. You got two good, like all the matches were good to great mm-hmm. and they all tied together and we're building towards something big. Like it's got me hyped for the, the warfer. So <laughs> Yeah, I went I went seven and a half out of ten for this. I mean, only thing that would I mean, maybe if that second battle royal was like on the level mm-hmm. of the first one, I think we'd be looking at like something really, really awesome. But yeah, great episode. I got you. Uh Jenny, what'd you think? I, I wanted to do the eight on this, but like mm-hmm. Jake said, I think that the battle royal maybe set it back just a tad. Not much. Yeah. So I'm gonna do seven and a half, but look. The monster, if he likes to destroy pretty things, you don't have to worry about that fucking belt, dude. Because it ain't pretty. <laughs> he's more Pimpinella better watch out. The monster's going straight for him. <laughs> yeah, he's more likely to destroy Dario. Dario's probably prettier than Dario's that. cute. Mm-hmm. Wood. <laughs> Wood. Okay. I got you. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was really strong. Um, yeah, this is probably probably one of the better episodes we've seen so far. Um, maybe that first one where we kind of got introduced to mm-hmm. uh, Phoenix and Pentagon uh, might have been able to touch it. But yeah, seven and a half sounds about right. Uh, I definitely agree with uh, a lot of y'all's points. Um, and, you know, Jenny, you said something about it not being fair that. Uh, Phoenix has the inner first because he lost the match. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll come to learn a lot of Dario's uh, unique opportunities aren't uh, fair for at least one person that might be fighting. Over Interesting. Mm. So uh, the unique opportunities usually have a double-edged sword kind of uh, situation to them. So, uh, well, that's even be, better, right? Like that's even puppet master. Yeah. yeah, I was saying it's a, it, it's an opportunity, but it's unique because it might have a negative effect, even mm. if you positively come out uh, at in part of it at least. So, um, but yeah, really good episode. Um, we'll go to a few awards here real quick. Uh, best match, I would go with the scramble. Um, Jenny, mm-hmm. with the, is that what you? Yeah. Think? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, best moment. Um, I'd probably just go with Mill standing tall at the end, uh, the forearm, and then the flatliner. I thought that was uh, really awesome. Obviously, winning his chance to come in last in Aztec Warfare. So I'll go with that. Uh, Jake, what would you go as your best moment? Um, if I'm going, yeah, that would probably be like out of the ring. In ring moment would probably be the 
insane spot with the ladder going through the ladder. Yes. But, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. You could pick like fifteen things from the ladder match. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, right. Just, I mean, and any really any spot during the uh, scramble as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Favorite cinematic scene, I'd probably go with Puma and Conan's little uh, interaction uh, that they had, the kind of talking to he gave him. But uh, Jake, what would you go for for cinematic scene? That one was great too. I would probably that or either uh, our Pentagon, his uh, yeah, Pentagon him, and the, him and the dojo mm-hmm. breaking bones. That was good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and uh, our three best and our MVP. Uh, tonight, I would probably go with Mill and Phoenix uh, since they were kind of in the main event. And I'll give Mundo a shout out just because he was uh, he was uh, the winner in the ladder match. And I thought he did pretty good in his couple spots tonight. Um, uh, Jenny, who would be your three? You know, I think I got to go. I think I got to go Phoenix, Mill and Puma. All right. And who would be your MVP out of those three? I think it's got to be Mill. All right. Uh, Jake, who would be your three and your MVP? I think I'm in lockstep. I think Mill's my MVP also. Puma, Phoenix, Mill. All right. Uh, and and uh, Mill would obviously be my uh, MVP as well because he uh, seemed to be the biggest star coming out of these, getting the, getting the big win, uh, obviously setting himself into a good position for uh, next week when he's going to come out. Uh, last in Aztec Warfare, and uh, we'll give him a very uh, big advantage to maybe come out with the ugly belt that uh, mm-hmm. he will be presented if he wins. <laughs> um, but uh, before we go, um, I- I'll ask another question. Um, Jenny, I'll go to you first. Who do you think should win Aztec Warfare, and who do you want to win Aztec Warfare? Hmm. I think I like Mill as champ. All right. Is that who you think will win? Um, part of me thinks that Phoenix might just go the distance and do the whole match and end up winning. So I kind of like that a lot. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, Jake, what about you? Who do you think will win and who do you want to win? I'd probably go Mill. If not, they may like completely swerve us and something unexpected happens. I feel like I don't see Phoenix winning yet. Cause I feel like they're kind of going for like more of a slow burn with him. Mm-hmm. Like I think if they wanted him to be the guy now, they would just like, you know, go straight to it, but I could see it happening, but I, I get the feeling they want to build him more, but I don't know. I could also f- see it being like completely out of left field. Like something I'm not expecting at all. Cause Dario does but, um, insane, you know, right. snorts a line and then. <laughs> but that, that like sort of feeling of not knowing what's going to happen is pretty great. Like mm-hmm. being surprised by wrestling. Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's definitely, definitely a few avenues they could go. They've definitely built up a few guys uh, well enough to see, you could see them uh, kind of coming out of this match uh, on top. So I just want to get y'all th- thoughts on that. I'll probably ask Sean and shift that when we, uh, we will actually be live watching Aztec warfare on our next episode because uh, this season is the only season that has an odd number of episodes. So uh, to kind of even it out and uh, you know, kind of keep it even the rest of the way, we're going to live watch that one, just the one episode on our next episode. Um, uh, Cause I think it's a big match. It's the first title match. Um, it's exciting. So uh, I think we will, or we're definitely going to do that next time. And I think we'll have a ton of fun uh, doing that as well. Um, but from here, we'll go to plugs. Uh, Jenny, what you got to plug tonight? I'm excited for that live watch. It'll be nice to have, the whole family together 
and so people won't bitch about whatever episode. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you'll finally get a shitty episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. But uh, I am on Wednesdays on the North South Connections. My shows um, that includes Talking Docs, uh, GC Dub, a game changing podcast, and um, just recently I retired. Uh, you heard about Pluto? So the last episode of Pluto is out now um so that is coming to an end but i do have new and fun things coming up soon uh including the return of tna never dies on no holds barred so you should be able to hear that pretty soon and then in october the whole month is freak out drive-in so i'm doing scary movies with my buddies and i'm excited to get started it's about time for some cold weather and some spooky movies so <laughs> Uh, everything I'm doing is going to be linked on Twitter. If you're still on that, uh, I'm at Jenny position there. All right. Yeah. I've definitely sad to see Pluto go, but I'm happy to see uh, freak out drive in, make its return for sure. Um, Me too. But, uh, Jake, what about you? Yep. Just more regulars. We got a uh, highway to the impact zone, uh, churn and burn. Right. Going through <laughs> six. Um, we got YouTube roulette. Uh, we have a good one planned for the next one. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Ruthlessly Aggressive is it's coming out. Uh, <laughs> sure enough, I'm in the bad blood. So headstrong. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, Jake said a lot of the pods that I'm on. I'll mention just a couple more um, uh, that he didn't mention. But uh, who's next? I do an NXT pod with uh, Andy Atherton. Um, talking docs we i do that with jenny and uh roger uh we talk about documentaries we just did uh grizzly man uh which was uh terrifying and horrifying for all of us um uh but a really good documentary at the same time um thought that was really it was really well done but it was just kind of uh crazy in some of the ways and some of the directions it went uh for sure but uh, like jake said highway to the impact zone uh going through 2006 tna um, our next episode that we'll do is uh, Victory Road, so looking forward to live watching that one. Um, but just check out everything on the North-South Connection, Place to Be Nation Wrestling feed, uh, and the Place to Be Nation pop feed. Um, and uh, we thank you, as always, for joining us, and we'll see you next time we enter the temple. <laughs> <laughs>